Wayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to be back after a little holiday. Thanks to Julian DeStoop for doing the heavy lifting for the past few weeks. And the lines are open for midday madness. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What a day to return. Arguably the biggest night and morning in Australian sport for the year. And it's great to be back with you to talk about it. Midday Madness is built for these kind of days. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to talk to you about one of the great moments in Australian sport. The next couple of hours of your calls and your texts. You can send through your texts as well on the 40 Winks Tampa text. 0433981116. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks serious about sleep. Send your text through and I'll read a heap of your texts out. But... It's Midday Madness. Can't wait to talk to you about one of the great performances by an Australian team in any sport. If you, I'm sure you're aware by now, Australia winning their sixth World Cup overnight. Australia's cricketers, kings of world cricket, and beat India in the 50-over World Cup final in India, comprehensively outplaying them, not just beating them. And Manus Labashain said it was the greatest win he's ever been part of, and you can't really question that. Where does it stand for you? As a watcher, we've all seen a lot of cricket over time, seen some icons and legends come and go. There's some icons in this team now, and uh, I'm sure you'd like to talk about them, so jump on the lines. Damien Strathmore's on the line early. Um, Travis Head, 137, almost there to the end, out trying to smash the winning runs in that six-wicket win after Australia had to chase down 241 to win and fell for three, fell to three for 47 at one stage, and it was starting to look... Shaky, but it started with Australia really winning the toss and surprising the world and India by bowling first. We bowled brilliantly. We fielded magnificently. Travis Head took one of the great catches of the tournament to get Rohit Sharma for 47. Uh, Virat Kohli made 54. Pat Cummins got his wicket at the critical time. Uh, Carl Rahul made 66, but Mitchell Stark, who also bowled magnificently, got Rahul. India all out for 240. Stark 355. He's done really well in the last couple of games. Cummins two for 34. Hazelwood two for 60. And some critical overs from Hazelwood as well after being carted early. And Australia getting the runs with six wickets and seven overs to spare. Heads 137, yes. But Manus 58, not out. Um, firstly, Pat Cummins, you can't question his captaincy ever again. He captained and bowled superbly. And his decision to send India in... It was divisive, and he would have been smashed for it if we'd have lost last night for that call, but it proved right, amazingly, as so many of his calls have proven so far since he's taken the reins. Uh, Travis Head's a godsend. What a superstar he is. And you know what Dave Warner and Glenn Maxwell have done at times in this tournament make you reassess everything you've ever thought about them. And, well, Andrew McDonald, there's been criticism that a player part-run coaching program is too new age and won't bring the success that the Iron Fist sort of Justin Langer style of coaching we all grew up with does and did. Well, philosophically, this win proves to me you can win as a team both ways. Both systems can bring success. It just depends on the buy-in. And boy, did they buy in last night. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six, the open line number. Damien Strathmore, welcome to you. Damien. G'day, Dwayne. Good to have you back, mate. I hope you're well. It's great to be back talking some <laughs> cricket after a performance like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to give a special credit to Howie. Um, I thought his commentary was brilliant. There was one stage where Sonny Gavaska was just whinging and whinging and whinging 
about the conditions and everything and um, and how we just stuck up for Australia and got really angry and it's basically easy to say you're a bunch of whingers and I just thought it was poor form by the Indian commentators and I thought how we really stuck up for Australia and said how well we played and the conditions didn't have anything to do with it. It was just, just how well we played and I thought it was a great effort by Howie. Yeah, everyone brings their own tools to the job as a commentator. Everyone's a little different. I'm glad that Howie was over there. I think he did add a different mix to the overall mix and it was a nicely balanced... I mean, Howie's a ripper anyway, Damien. So, I mean, he's, he's great regardless of what he's doing cricket or football is a sensation and when he's hosting is also an absolute gun so yeah he's one of the best in the business now we talk about some of the older commentators that have been around a while as being icons of the craft I think come the end of his days he might be one of the new icons of the craft as well Damien so a nice bit of love for him I really appreciate it he deserves it so nice call Luke you win the Vale your thoughts on it Luke? G'day Dwayne how are you mate? I'm good I'm good Excellent. Um, what a win. Absolutely magnificent. But I reckon we've all got to come clean. We all need to expunge our thoughts before this. So one of mine, or two of mine, were I didn't think Manus Labashain should have been in the team. And the anchor role that he played was absolutely pivotal to us winning. Without it, Travis Head couldn't have done what he'd done. Fantastic. What about your view? No. I think you thought that that Andrew McDonald was a little bit namby pamby and and that we needed. Well, to I just I just didn't know if a player if a player led culture was going to do the job that the iron fisted Justin Langer style coaching that we all grew up with, where you were forced to do the extra two hundred, where you were forced to do the extra little bit, where you didn't get the day off that you might want, whether that was going to work. And whether it's going to work in any sport in the world, let alone in cricket, Luke, but it's proven to work. And I think that's the, the beauty of it. We know that both things can now work. So uh, I, this has proven a lot to me, I think. One, that Pat Cummins' captaincy, even though it's been questioned, is such a man of oh, complete confidence in the decisions that he makes to send them in was a dodgy decision, according to many. We thought it might have been the one that brings him down, perhaps, come this program today. I thought we might have been talking about it quite a bit. Wow, what a decision and what a poor decision that might have been, but it was the right call. So that's the beauty of it, Luke. I think there's so many things that have changed. I mean, my my view of Dave Warner's changed slowly over the last year, I've got to say. I've really started to, and when people are starting to jump off him and think it's time and give it away and enough of Dave Warner, I've actually started to enjoy uh, the way he goes about his craft. Um, Manus Labuschagne's an interesting one because he's so fidgety and uh, we, we talk about, well, there's a word called, ick, the word called icks sometimes. People have an ick where it's not a bad thing that you do. It just sort of upsets someone as a viewer and I didn't necessarily love the way Manus Labuschagne goes about it, the fact that he's never out like Steve Smith, but uh, what a beautiful thing it was to see him anchor it and uh, look, I think that the fact that a lot of these players... I've always been a Travis Head fan, so that hasn't surprised me at all, Luke. So, yeah, the whole world's changed in a way by what's been performed uh, on the park by Australia over the last, well, how many months? The whole last year's been pretty good now, Luke. We're racking up some tick boxes now. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
World Test Champions, retained the Ashes, and won the World Cup. Like it, it, it's unbelievable what they've done. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think we've all jumped back on that. board as well. Those that I was a little bit tentative to jump back on board. The Sandpaper Gate knocked me around a lot. I got to say, I hated it. I didn't know like what it did to world cricket and did to Australia's view of our own cricket team. That knocked me around a lot, but it's been nice to be coaxed back to the point that it's now a beautiful thing to watch Australia play cricket, and I'm enjoying it immensely. Hey, great to have you call, Luke. We've got a heap of callers on the line. I want to get to your one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your thoughts on what happened last night, this morning, and whether it changes your view, and where does this stand in your overall reckoning of Australia's great cricket performances over time? Mal in Melbourne, welcome to you, Mal. Oh, morning, Dwayne. Yeah, look, I spoke to quite a few Indian guys yesterday. I was out and about yesterday, and they were, look, let's just say they were very, very confident. Um, it was theirs to lose, as they said. And uh, But I think, in the day, what won us the game was we bowled. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we batted. Uh, we bowled instead of batted. So I, re- I reckon the Indians set up the pitch for them to, you know, come out and um, smash us in the bowling, and then come out and, and then kill us. And that's, it sort of reversed, it reversed the whole game on them. They didn't know what to do. They couldn't cope with it. Because they couldn't get the crowd going either. So it was just, yeah, we all went our way. We just got wickets at the right time as well, Mal. I mean, that was the other... I mean, they did look like they were going okay. Our decision to send them in didn't look all that good a few overs in. But all of a sudden, we started to get the wickets that we needed to get. I mean, Coley, 54, but Pat Cummings getting his wicket at a critical time was... That was massive. Raul, 66, but Mitchell Stark, who... As I mentioned, also bowled magnificently, getting him at the right time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, our fielding was awesome. I mean, we, we do feel well when our minds are on the job. But some of the work done by Dave Warner especially and our fielding overall, the, the catch by Travis Head just proved we are, when we've got our minds on it, the best cricket nation in the world. And boy, did we have our minds on it last night. And they've probably had our minds on it in the first couple of games, but... Maybe a few of us were too heavy with our criticism early when we were losing those games. Great to have you call, Mal. Always great to have you on, so thanks for jumping on. Blackie and Doreen, welcome to you, Blackie. Hello, Dwayne. How are you? Yeah, good to have you back. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the cricket. I, I find it interesting because about maybe 15 years ago, um, probably the DNA of the Indian cricket team changed. They've been a pretty passive... Uh, sort of a, a team up until then being able to be walked over. And I think they came out of Australia because they didn't like the... Well, I think they... Not that they didn't like but I thought... I think they knew that one of the strengths of the Australian cricket team, and I think the, the DNA of just Australians in sport in general, Dwayne, is that we go out to be competitive. We, we, you know, we respect our opponent, but we're not frightened by their past achievements their abilities, you know, for us as Australians, we're happy if we lose, but if we go out and give it give it our all, and probably the cricket and the Indians sort of have started to throw fire or play, fight fire with five. You go back to the Harvish and Singh, Andrew Simons, and and they've changed their DNA, and I, and I think we probably, as a, you know, as lovers of this Australian cricket team, got to a point where we started to see our cricket team probably go too far over the line uh, and, and it's and I think Ravi Shastri said it in the commentary, Australia you know, 
don't ever write an Australian cricket team out if they've got their, their, their mindset correct. And that's to be competitive. It's not to go over the line and do and say things that you want. But we want our cricket team to be in your face, to be competitive, to be combative. Um, and, you know, I think it's probably taken them a little bit of time to, to get that back. Um, you know, we're playing, we're playing a nation that, you know, it's their religion, Dwayne. You know, their, their, their population is massive compared to ours. And we spread our resources from a sporting point of view very thin. You know, we, we're so competitive in so many different sports around the world, unlike most countries especially with our, our population. So it was great to see, finally, the Australian cricket team get the balance right, to be competitive, don't go over the line. Uh, it's how we want our, our sportsmen to be. And as I said, probably a lot of us have sort of uh, taken, grinded our teeth at what the cricket cricketers have done and, you know, led to probably its ultimate embarrassment in, in Sandgate, you know. So hopefully I don't want our cricketers to ever change... That DNA, you know, probably was born from Alan Border. You can think of Alan Border, it was gritty, fight, never give up. It doesn't matter how much better the opposition is, you can always give them a contest. And, um, you know, and let's face it, Dwayne, this, you know, one of the criticisms labelled at this, this team, it wasn't, you know, one of our most talented teams ever. Uh, their lead-up games into this competition were pretty average. They started poorly, but, you know what, just... True to what their DNA is, they didn't give up and they said, oh, we'll go to the next contest and let's hit the next contest head on and let's see where it takes us. And it took them all the way to the trophy. Blackie, great to have your thoughts. Uh, really appreciate you jumping back on. one 736 is the open line number. If you'd like to jump on, that open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year where the customer comes first at Werribee Kia. Drop down and see the whole team at Werribee Kia if you're in the market for a new or used car. Yeah, just off the back of Blackie, I think that different players, different sports people play to the era they're in at the time as well. And I think we are in 2023 now. What worked in the 80s, what worked in the 90s, and the aggressive nature where Australia did go over the line that worked for us in that little era, in that little period, probably was the way that they thought was the best way to play at the time. But uh, this is, we've won this with style and with class, and it was brilliant to watch. Back to your calls for more midday madness for work locker Karen Downs and Packenham, unlock stock and full of value. Work wherefore, wherever you work. Midday madness continues the morning after the brilliant night before after this. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Mate, um, what we've achieved today um, is unbelievable. It's the best achievement um, I've ever been a part of. Um, just to come to India, India, you know, 10 from 10 with one to play. They've been the team of the tournament. They've played unbelievable. Um, but you knew if, if we played our best cricket, we are a chance and... Um, you know, our bowlers were sensational and then Travis put on a hell of a display and um, it was great to be a part of it with him. Marnus Labashain, after the win last night, best achievement ever been part of and your thoughts on where it rates for you because it's number one for him 
A couple of tests came through, likening it to the America's Cup. It is a similar field this morning. It was against all odds. It was in India, against all of India, and everything was in their favour, and we ripped it from them, and it was just a joy to behold. So your thoughts on where it stands for you, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. as we return to your calls. For Midday Madness, we'll work like a Karen Downs and pack in them. Unlock, stocked and full of value. Work where for, wherever you work. That number, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Midday Madness, you call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise, and it was built for days like this to talk about what happened last night. Got a heap to give away as well before Brett Lee joins us after 1 o'clock. So your call's all the way up to 1, and a heap of stuff to give away to some of the best callers in the next half an hour or so. Signet Boost Power Banks, valued at 44.95. A Signet Boost power bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Got some e-gift cards as well, thanks to the House of Golf. The House of Golf, your one-stop shop for all things golf. Family passes to the WBBL, Melbourne Stars game on Saturday, November 25. A heap of stuff to give away. Bataki hams. It wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. We've got Bataki hams to give away. So jump on the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number couple of texts we head back to your calls um Dwayne beautiful tribute song to shame warm by his good mate Chris Martin last night at the Coldplay concert in Perth and then it was a tearjerker but then Australia won the World Cup magical stuff killer from WA thanks for your text killer keep your text coming through 0433981116 um I love that we brought an almost AFL-like attitude to our fielding the desire effort and commitment was the key we made it about the team, whereas I feel India were a little more about themselves and the individual legacies. Troy in Glenoris, we did field well last night. It was, and we fielded so poorly early on in this tournament. Drop catches, it just wasn't us. And last night was us. Uh, Zerk here, heads catch was match winning just as much as his batting. Uh, another one here, the tournament was a coaching masterclass from McDonald. Haven't heard anything from the misguided Justin Langer sycophants today that's from Glenn as well uh, to beat the Indian team in India in front of a hundred thousand in the stands uh, meant uh, meant to suit the host team after losing the first two games I think this makes Australia's best win of the six World Cups Mark from Vermont and Gerald Whateley certainly agrees with that he mentioned that earlier today Connor and Fitzroy John and Mill Park let's go straight back to your calls we'll start with you Connor welcome to you Good day, Dwayne. Good to hear you back on the airways. Um, it would have been perfect for, for you, your jet lag coming from Europe. You would have been up and about for last night's game. Well, funnily enough, Connor, I have been back a little while. I'm back, I am back from Europe, but I got back and I walked into my lounge room about the moment Glenn Maxwell was about 15 or 20 not out. Connor flicked on the TV, obviously couldn't sleep, and it was one of those nights where... It was good to have the jet lag there because uh, staying up and watching that in real time was ridiculous. In fact, I wanted to wake the rest of my family up to say, hang on, you've got to watch this, Connor, because it was, it was crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, that's worked out perfectly for you. Um, it's been a struggle for a few of the locals. Um, well, you're a local as well, but obviously yep. you've been living elsewhere. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, last night, uh, Travis Head, unbelievable for him to um, produce that innings and especially, you know, three for 40, the ball was doing plenty and, um, you know, for him to stay true to his character and continue to be aggressive and, um, you know, not, not go within, into his shell, which, which a lot of players could have in that situation, 
Um, you know, he kept playing his shots and um, what he did there. And, and, and for him, he's probably had one of the, the best seasons. You know, if you look at a, a year of his cricket, you know, there's not many others that have done it as well as him. He won the player of the series um, in the last summer. And, you know, to cap it off now with, with what he's done last night, he's unbelievable. Yeah, there's no... To me, he's my favourite batter to watch. Only because we know what happened. I don't want to raise the Dave Warner issue again, but what happened in Australian cricket, you know, that decade ago, it still leaves a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. So it's hard to necessarily warm 100% to Dave Warner. Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne's little idiosyncrasies sometimes get to me. But Travis Head's been one of those guys who I've always loved watching and... Uh, it's it's really hard to believe we left him out of the test in India. That's the crazy stuff. Connor, hold the line. Got a cause to get to. You've got something coming your way. You've got a uh, Bataki ham, if you'd like us. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. And you've got come, one coming your way. Pat in Brisbane, welcome to you, Pat. Your thoughts on Hey, Pipe, how are you, mate? Good. That's good. Long time before I've spoken to you. Yeah, look, no, I just wanted to call up. Really, really proud of the Aussies. I love my sports. And I, I followed most of the tournament. And, um, yeah, I think Travis Head's knock was just unbelievable. Like, such a steadying influence. And also, minus Labuschagne. I know Travis Head will get a lot of love, but he was crucial to us just to stay, to stay calm, you know, chip away at it. So, yeah, just real happy pipe. And I just wanted to get your prediction quickly. Uh, premiers next year in the AFL. Um, and who will be the, uh, the Coleman medalist? Oh, gee, um, Coleman medalist, I still think Charlie Kernow is the guy to beat for that. I tipped Brisbane to win the flag last year and they fell, what a kick short. It's hard to see them not challenging again, isn't it, Pat? But the beauty of it is, you know, Collingwood's still got a lot going for it and there's probably, there's 10 teams that could win it, isn't there, Pat? Maybe 11 teams that could win it? Let me see how the list pans out tonight after the draft, Pat. Let me have some think time on it we'll revisit it later in the week. But let's talk some footy really soon um, because there's a lot of cricket on the agenda. This hour, Brett Lee to join us after one. But Kevin Shifter-Sheen after two and the draft tonight's going to be huge. Uh, the little chances of strange things happening tonight in play are going to make that much-watch TV tonight on Fox Footy. You've got uh, coming your way uh, an e-gift card thanks to the House of Golf. The House of Golf, your one-stop shop for all things golf, Pat in Brisbane. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, keep heap of text coming through. I was w- w- not right. Uh, I said after the first two lost games that Australia was trying to get booted out of the World Cup. Um, hey, Dwayne. Cue the haters, Dwayne. Give them no airtime today, Pete and Werribee. Not a lot of haters out there right now, Pete. I've got to say, there hasn't been many haters on the text. Most celebrating Australia's win. Uh, Aussies are a team of absolute dangerous match winners like Maxwell, Warner, Marsh, Head, who can absolutely win a game off their own bat, and uh, we are a very dangerous lineup now in all forms of the game. John in Mill Park, Tony on the road. We'll get to you first straight after a quick break for news. Always great to have your company for Dwayne. What's great about your calls for midday matters, Bretley after one o'clock. So your calls all the way to one o'clock, and then again after Brett Lee. John in Mill Park, thanks for holding the number. By the way, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Brought to us by Werribee Werribee Kia Award National Kia Car Deal of the Year, where the customer comes first. If you'd like to jump on. Hello, John. Hello, Wayne. Dwayne, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that, mate. Um, there's, three, there's three points I'd like to raise with you, if you don't mind, and that is um, we haven't taken into consideration the selections. 
I mean, around the first game when we played India, there was no Labuschagne, there was no head that was playing in that match. Um, and there, I think that would have been a difference as well. But the fact that the Australians played the spinners so well last night when everyone thought that uh, the spinners were the biggest uh, problem that Australia would have faced. And then the, the bowling uh, choices that Cummings made between overs 11 and 39, where he used seven different bowlers, which meant that the Indian batsmen didn't get a chance to actually settle in and know exactly where the Aussie bowlers were going to bowl. I thought they were critical. In the, in, in the way that uh, they reduced that, that scoreline down to below 300. He's proven himself as a captain, hasn't he, John? No, absolutely. I mean, the, the doubt is that the, and there were doubters after the first two games, but I think in the first two games there were there, there, were, there were reasons why and, and circumstances as to why those results went the way they did. Um, but, I mean, you look at the game against South Africa and you look at their fielding in this game here, they were by far the best fielding team in the competition in the, in the latter stages of the tournament. They just didn't fail in that area. No, and early on we were terrible. And that's, that's the beauty of this team, I, th- I think. When the, when the going gets tough, they knew they had to get going. And they got going so well. Their chemistry is amazing. And that they are well-led. And you mentioned the bowling changes. And you mentioned the criticism of whether he was going to be a great captain, Pat Cummins, and people calling him Captain Woke and all those kind of things. But but there was also doubts due to history as to whether a fast bowler would be able to captain Australia this well and whether uh, he could captain all forms of the game. There's been talk about the fact that he couldn't possibly captain all forms of the game going forward, going the long term. And yet here he is in the 50-over game. He made the right call with the toss, even though most people wouldn't have made that call. He made the right call with his bowling changes. He made the right call with his own bowling. He was clever with his own bowling and when he brought himself on he got the critical wicket at the critical time as well to just stamp himself I think in the eyes of most as now one of our great captains and what a beautiful thing it is. Hey great to have you call John. Keep your calls coming one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Couple of texts on the way to a break and then back to Waterwall your calls all the way to Brett Lee. Um, our bowlers saved their best for last semi-final. Last night's final were our bowlers' best performances of the tournament and they deserve a lot of credit. Absolutely, they did bowl well last night and the fielding was awesome last night. Um, good work by English yesterday. Speaking of fielding, most catches by a keeper in the World Cup final, all relatively straightforward, but he had to still take them. Chris in Melbourne, CBD, and you're 100% right with that. Uh, welcome back, Dwayne. It would have to be right up there as one of the greatest wins ever. Underdogs going into the game. India undefeated and also in front of 120,000-plus vocal Indian crowd. Amazing win, Nick, in Albert Park. And I think the circumstance has to be taken into account. When you think about the win, it's not just the win. It's the circumstances of the win that make this even better than some of our other wins. So, absolutely, the text machine is on fire and you're making a couple of really good points um, a couple of texts here I'd like to talk well a few saying hi pipe when do you think the World Cup public holiday will be uh, nice as well back to your calls one three hundred seven three six seven three six. straight after the break Dwayne's World brought to us well Werribee Kia open line is open one three hundred seven three six seven three six. and Midday Matters brought to us by Work Locker Karen Downs and Packenham Unlock Stockton full of value work where for wherever you work
Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Grab out your calls for Midday Matter. Steve, Frank, Martin, we'll get to you all. If you want to jump the line, one 736 736 The open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. Steve and Essendon, thanks for holding, Steve. G'day, Dwayne. How are you going there, mate? Good. Mate, I, I don't know if this has ever been done, but you know how at the end of the uh, AFL uh, season they do a grand final review? Foxdale does it? Yep. Um, how about if they do it with the cricket? Imagine the, the World Cup cricket having all the players in the room and having a host like Ponting or Mark Taylor interviewing the, the guys and Cummings, how he made that decision to bowl first. I reckon that would be epic for us viewers um, to see. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like it, Steve. It'll be it'll be a great time capsule as well. You could revisit it in five, ten, twenty years' time as a moment in time, especially if you've got all those guys in the room. Getting all those guys in the room at one time might be tough now, um, but they could interview them individually and do a um, you know kind of a Netflix special on it if you like. And you know, if Steve Smith's you know in one state and Dave Warner's in another country, well, you could still get someone to actually interview them and and put them on eventually. But I like the idea, Steve. I think it's a great idea. I love the grand final reviews. It was fun to be part of a few of them for Fox. And they're always good watching. So, great call. Hold the line. Got something for you. You've got a Signet Boost Power Bank coming your way. Signet Boost Power Bank's valued at forty-four ninety-five. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Frank, you want Turner? Hello, Frank. G'day, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit ragged today. <laughs> sitting up trying to watch most of the game, but uh, I couldn't get over the performance of uh, Travis Head. Uh, I mean, that has to rate as one of the best performances of the year. Up against the best, you know, supposedly the best bowling attack in the world, um, you know, that has to rate as a pretty, pretty good performance, and I reckon that just about cements his place in the uh, the coming tests uh, side. What do you think? Well, they won't be dropping him again, Frank, like they did surprisingly in India. That's for sure. No, I mean... You know, he's such a uh, steady player. You know, plays spin, plays pace. You know, he's got kind of everything, hasn't he, really? And uh, and he's a, and can be aggressive as well, you know, which is which is a big plus for the Australian side, you know? And a great eye, Frank. And I heard um, Simon O'Donnell on Nessie and Breakfast talking about him earlier today about how there's there's minimal mechanics to the way he faces. And he's got this stance where he can pretty much play any ball on its merits pretty well without having to shuffle or move too much. And there is a there's a new age um, way of facing to the point that your reaction time is still the same as it has been up against fast bowlers the world over for decades. But I think the reaction time of Travis Head to kind of have in his mind where the ball is going because they've done their homework on players as opposed to, you know, they kind of know where the ball is going to be put against them because that's where the bowlers have done their research to put it against them. So there's a bit of a mind game being played, not to preempt where it's going, but at least you've got a fair idea of where it's going. And Travis Head seemed to be aware where the deliveries were going to be put almost before they came out of the bowler's hand this morning it was it's phenomenal to see a batter in that kind of form in that kind of moment when everything was on the line great to have you called frank love the fact that you've jumped on uh, a couple of texts had come through pipe the silence of the crowd was eerie yet satisfying especially when Kylie went out and took it took virat for about five minutes to get off the pitch 
Uh, keep your text coming through 0433981116 on that 40 winks and temper T-E-M-P-U-R text machine. Uh, Mark in Mattingly, welcome to you, Mark. Hey, Dwayne, how are you? Yeah, good. Hello? Yeah, yeah far away, Mark. Great holiday. Well, I don't know if anyone's mentioned it yet, Dwayne, but... 20 years ago, South Africa World Cup final, Australia and India. India, red-hot favourites. Ricky Ponting made 140. Australia made 2 for 359 in the final and beat them very comprehensively by about 125 runs. Same as last night. India winning red-hot favourites. So where does, where does this one rate for you, Mark? You sound like you've been watching cricket for a while. Yeah, well, I haven't. Well, obviously, I didn't watch the rest of it. Look, I watched this, watch the innings, and couldn't watch the game. Look, very high, very high when you consider the wicket, how slow it was, the talk of the turn on it, and the way Australia recovered again from a very, very uh, delicate situation of being three for, what, 47? Yep. To go and make, put on another massive partnership and to lose head with two runs to go just speaks highly of... Andrew McDonald as a coach and the way the team have, have come together after playing so much cricket and they had a burnout factor, I reckon, at the start of it. And to get together and do what they've done, it's a massive turnaround. No, great call, Mark. Great to have you on. And it's good to find out where this stands for a lot of people because there is so many people that have watched cricket, T20, Test, 50 over cricket for a long, long period of time. It's hard to equate them all, especially on the world stage as well when it comes to things like the America's Cup. But it really does feel like this one's up there. Martin in Sydney, you there, Martin? Hey, Dwayne, how are you? Welcome back. Great to be back. Good to hear you again. Just want to have a quick chat with regards to what's happening up in Sydney with the, uh, the Giants draw next year. Look, I say this because I want to see footy thrive up here in Sydney. And it's a great move by the AFL to have the opening round up here to try and take advantage of the fact that the uh, the NRL teams are playing over in Vegas. But my concern with the Giants is they have the opening round against the Pies. They play round one against North Melbourne the following week. And they're not back at Giants Stadium until the uh, 10th, of, 10th of May. So, sorry, May 18 in round 10. So they actually have two months of no football at Giant Stadium because of the Royal Easter Show. So their season could be, in theory, done and dusted before the uh, local supporter base gets to see any decent football games taking place live before them at Homebush. And that's just unacceptable. You're not going to be able to build a fan base and a supporter base and get more than about five to 6,000 people there a game if you're not playing football there week in and week out like the Swans do. The Swans play week in, week out at the G, and they get about twenty to 25000 a week. So while it's great to have the incentive up there to play the first round of the season as opening round, having no football for two months won't cut it. Now, Martin, it is an issue, and they can't have the ground because the show is on, and then when the show is on, it cuts up the turf, and the ground is horrible for a month or so after, so they've got to address that. They want to grow a fan base in Canberra, so it does work for them to to go and play in Canberra. And it's a really good crowd they pull in Canberra, but it's to the detriment of their crowd in Sydney having a reliable, regular team to go and watch every second week. So you're spot on with everything you've had to say. I 
have always thought it would be a good idea for the Giants to play one game at the SCG to try and keep their crowd, but also win a little bit of the central crowd at the SCG. I know it's about growing the crowd in that area, but if you're not playing at all, if your only choice is to play at the SCG or not at all in Sydney, then surely you'd take the SCG option and throw an SCG game in there amongst your games that are being played elsewhere, including Canberra. So that's my thoughts on it, Martin. But you raise a really good point, and I'm glad you raised it because it needs to keep getting raised, the fact that they're growing, but they then uh, they they then saw their own nest because of the necessity to have that ground for the show. John in Port Augusta, Lou in Bandura, straight to you after this, you with Dwayne's Well. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Lou and Bandura, you've been holding for a while. Thanks for holding, Lou. Dwayne, how are you going, mate? Hope your holiday good. was good. Yeah, damn good, uh, Lou. Damn good. They're never long enough, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Dwayne, pretty exciting news coming out of Football Australia this morning. Um, they just announced an a inaugural uh, B-League, it's called, like a second-tier division. So they've, they've, uh, they've picked... I think eight teams from mostly Melbourne and uh, Sydney that's going to commence in uh, 2025. So the B-League is finally, uh, you know, it's going to get underway, which I think football Australia have been craving for for many years because we're one of the only um, leagues in the world that don't have a relegation system. So I think they're gonna, that's going to be a bit later, but it's finally going to go ahead, Dwayne, 2025. They're going to have about 12, te- 12 teams, 22-game seasons. With a final series, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting if you ask me. For, for no, great call Australia. because I know well Simon Hill's been on this program calling for it promotion relegation for a while. That's where we're headed. So South Melbourne and Preston from Victoria, I think Sydney Olympic, um, Sydney United, Wollongong. Who else is in there? Um, Marconi also part of it, which is great news for all of those clubs that have been the feeder clubs and the clubs that have kept. Soccer or football in Australia vibrant for such a long time. Finally rewarded. Yeah, and it, and it gets all the communities, you know, with the old South Melbourne Hellas and Preston and obviously Marconi. Like, gets all the, all the old school supporters hopefully back. So, and you get the terrace. The terrace stands back, Dwayne, which is always good. <laughs> it's always good seeing a 5,000-seater stadium full and it's better than seeing a 30,000-seater stadium with 5,000 people in there. You know what I mean, Dwayne? Yeah, no, 100%, Lou, and I, I want the growth of the round ball game, the world game in this country. There's room for soccer and AFL and rugby league for us all to prosper. So bring it on, Lou. Great call, and thanks for changing it up and bringing that to my attention as well. Hold the line. We've got something for you. You've got uh, 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a cart, 18 holes of golf for two with drinks, and a cart midweek for just $99, by the way. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. Here you're heading to Club Mandalay on us. More of your calls for Midday Matters after the 1 o'clock news. Brett Lee's still 15 minutes away. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Massive first hour and great to have your company for Dwayne. Well, great to be back with you. one 736 the open line number for more. Midday Maddest, Midday Maddest for work, locker, carry downs and packing them. Unlock, stocked and full of value. Work where for wherever you work. Midday Maddest after...
one of the greatest performances in Australian sport for the year, if not one of the all-time great performances by an Australian cricket team. And your thoughts on it, one three hundred seven three six seven three six for the next 10 minutes until Brett Lee joins me. So can't wait to have a chat to Brett Lee. His thoughts on where it stands for him, Pat Cummins' captaincy, etc. So your calls, one three hundred. 736 736, the open line number. A lot of text coming through. This is what Midday Madness was built for. Moments like this after a massive performance in Australian sports. So jump on the line and we'll get to you. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. Keep your text coming through as well on that 40 Winks temper text 0433981116. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks serious about sleep. Still got a few things to give away, including some Bataki hams. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. So I've got a few Bataki hams to still give away and some family passes to the WBBL Melbourne Stars game on Saturday, November 25. Your calls for Midday Madness and your texts for Midday Madness. A couple of texts firstly before we head to your calls. Hey, Dwayne, I stayed up the whole night watching it with Mum, something I will never forget. And it is about sharing a moment. There's nothing better than staying up with someone in your family and uh, enjoying those moments together. Uh, so nice to have your text on that. Uh, Dwayne, all members of the squad received a medal. Not a bad initiative. Dennis from Coolaroo has been a few on that particular tangent. Dwayne, great thing about cricket's finals is that the entire squad get medals and a part of the celebrations with the playing 11. Wish we could find a way to get that into the AFL grand final. Um, good day, Dwayne. Good to hear your voice. Hope you had a good holiday, Rusty. We'll talk more about the holiday a little bit later on. We're talking cricket. Uh, right now, maybe even a little bit later on in the week, although there's one here on the text pipe. Welcome back, mate. How did you and your young bloke go driving the Nürburgring, Matt, in Gembrook? Uh, Matt, I do have a video up on Instagram of myself driving the Nürburgring, my daughter driving the Nürburgring, and my son driving it as well. It was uh, uh, it was a hair-raising moment, I've got to say. Um, if you haven't heard about the Nürburgring, it's well, there's plenty of people have died there in the past. The Green Hill, they call it. 21-kilometre track. Uh, 21 kilometres, 154 corners. Uh, we hired or rented a Golf R, and it was raining, light rain. And after we finished our laps on the Nürburgring, and there's, pl- there's cars coming past you all the time. There's faster cars going past you on what is essentially a racetrack, but it's also public road. Um, and uh, it was a little hairy at times, and they shut the track not long after our laps were done with someone putting a car into the barrier. In fact, someone put a car into a barrier about 200 metres ahead of us, and uh, it was a crash we had to avoid, and sometimes they do shut the track. So, uh, yeah, it's there on Instagram. We might talk about the Nürburgring a little bit later on because a lot of stuff that were eye-opening and eye-watering for me from that little part of our holiday. But Shane on the road wants to talk some cricket before Brett Lee, so we're back to your calls. Welcome to you, Shane. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Dwayne. Uh, welcome back, mate. Um, just wanted to say, Travis said, um, he gives us all hope, mate. He, he looks like the club cricketer that borrowed someone's gear or, you know, his shirt sometimes doesn't look like it fits. Or, um, he's just a dude that goes out and gets the job done. And we needed some lovability about our cricketers back, didn't we, Shane, about the way they go about it. Some liked the aggressive nature of Australian cricket a decade and a half ago. Some didn't like it, thought we went over the line. Uh, what do we go on with the sledging, etc.? And yet we've pulled it back. We've actually been able to pull this victory out with some class, Shane, and what a beautiful thing it was. And Travis Head 
at the top of that. So love your call. Hold the line. Batocky ham coming your way. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Batocky ham. Uh, Shane, thanks for your call. Brian and Warman. Welcome to you, Brian. G'day, Dwayne. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Aussies last night. That was fantastic. Um, I think Andrew McDonald's uh, changed the culture. It's um, really changed and they just seem to play for each other and um, they're a lot they're a lot better than what they were under the previous coach, I think. Well, I think the previous coach was the right guy for that time, but times have changed. It's 2023, Brian, and maybe, maybe this is proof that if you allow players in any sporting team environment to have a player-led culture, it can actually work, Brian. Once they, they have that unifying chemistry where they all give it everything they've possibly got, like they did last night and like they did after... Well, they probably did in the first couple of games too, but they just couldn't actually get it together with their fielding and get the chemistry right. But it proves that both ways can work, Brian. Yeah, definitely. Um, And Travis said he really deserves um, a lot of credit because he's come a long way the last five years or so. Yeah, and getting dropped uh, for that test in India was crazy stuff now, but... He handled that extremely well as well. And to be injured at the start of this and come through and play the innings that he did last night, um, yeah, he's arguably the best batter to watch in the world right now. Rod in Q, well, thanks for your call, Brian, by the way. Rod in Q, hello, Rod. G'day, how are you? Welcome back, Dwayne. Um, as a long-suffering colleague supporter, apart from this year, um, and uh, the, uh, the, the receiver of, of many talks, can we call the Indian choke which was a huge choke last night of the Coley Wobble. <laughs> uh, nice one, Rod. Um, I just thought we were too damn good last night, but you can call it a Coley Wobble if you like, uh, given you're a Collingwood fan. Um, nice bit of fun to to throw up today because there has been uh, just a lot of joy on the text as well that have thrown up similar stuff, but not as good as that maybe, Rod. Hold the line. We've got something for you as well. A family pass to the WBBL Melbourne Stars game on Saturday, November 25. Uh, John in Port Augusta. Welcome to you, John. Yeah, hi, Dwayne. It comes to me as no surprise that Pat Cummings would be a good captain because uh, I was a very average, ordinary, grafting opening batsman, a very ordinary, may I say. But bowlers have to think out batsmen. And I think of, I know Ray Linwood's been the only. Australian fast bowler captain that Australia has had. But Keith Miller, they told me, would have been a very good captain. Richie Benoni and Chappell, I really rate their opinions. Um, they rate bowling captains as very good because, they had, I mean, Richie Benoni was a leg spinning all-rounder, of course, as well know. But Ian Chappell, is a, and I rate Ian Chappell because he says what he thinks and he's not politically popular and all the rest of it. And I agree with him 100%. I'm Steve Warren, on uh, Steve Warren, Chuck Malanger. And he's right. And it becomes a no surprise to me that Pat Cummins would be a, a good captain because Imran Khan, captain Pakistan to a World Cup win. Um, yeah, so he was a fast bowler. So it comes as no surprise. Thanks, Dwayne. Good on you. Thanks for jumping on and good to have you back. Matt McKeldin, co-host of the driver's seat, is on the line. Morning, you, Matt. G'day, mate. I, I'm driving along uh, on a rainy day up here on the Gold Coast, listening to your good self, and you've made it back from the Nürburgring. We had a bit of a chat after the Bathurst 1000. Cannot tell you how happy I am to see that you're back on deck. 
was it as big as you thought, as scary as you thought, or was it easier than you thought? No, scarier, Matt. And uh, look, the better you are as a driver, the scarier it probably becomes because the faster and more confident you get. So to cut a long story, have you done the Nürburgring yourself, Matt? No, I've never done it. I've got a couple of friends of mine that have raced there 12 and 13 times, um, but I've never been there. I've never been there. So on a public day when, you know, anyone who's got a car can virtually go go on it if you buy your laps, we had to hire a car obviously, because you can't just take your hire car on there. The excess on the car we hired, Matt, get this, if we'd have written it off, if my son or my daughter or myself, the Golf R, would have been about 80000 Australian dollars if we'd have put it into a barrier, and that was the end of it. Uh, and they do charge you for repairing the barriers and charge you for if your crash shuts the track down as well, by the way. So 21Ks is one lap. Now, we had our first laps with an instructor, a guy who sits in the passenger seat and tells you left, right, and it's all there. There's a couple of snippets of it on my Instagram if you want to have a look with the instructor telling us. At one stage, you told my daughter when she was driving, this corner up here, do you know who Nicky Lauder is? And she said, yeah, the, the Formula One driver. He said, well, he crashed here. So the warning was then there was the big Lauder crash as well that everybody knows about and nearly took his life. It was hair-raising. My son had a bit of a slide-up at one stage, Matt, in the wet where I was really worried. I was in the passenger seat. I thought we were into the barrier. But uh, we all got through unscathed. But to see him do laps without an instructor just taking on each corner as it came in the wet, just trying to read it himself at full pace. And we were getting to speeds of 170, 180, which isn't anything in comparison to what the Porsches that were passing us were doing. Um, yeah, it was scarier than I thought it would be, Matt. It was very scary. And, you know, you're right in what you say that um, our cars are so good these days, and a Golf R is just a sensational little car, has all the electronics and all of that sort of stuff. But the more confident you get, the closer you get to the edge of that car and the electronics kicking in. And some of these cars will actually break through their electronics. So you're right. It's all good to kind of do it at maybe 50, 60, 75% pace, but... It's really scary when you get up to 95% pace because if that thing steps over the line, as you just said, you're about to be uh, probably 80,000 euro lighter in the pocket uh, plus the barrier damage. That's the, that's the good thing. The bad thing is if you hit it really hard and all of a sudden you're in hospital. So, mate, I, I throw a high five to you from the Gold Coast. You survived it. Very well done. Uh, you did better than a whole lot of other people have done there. Let me give you the strong tip. Uh, Matt, great to have a chat to you. Can't wait to speak to you again. Um, happy to get on the driver's seat and talk more about it. But it was, it was a hair-raising moment, but it was a bucket list item. My son was desperate to do it. I was desperate to do it. And when we got there, my daughter actually said, oh, I wouldn't mind doing a couple of laps myself. And even she got in the car and did it. So uh, it was just a great family day on the Nürburgring. Great to chat to you, Matt. We need a break. Brett Lee to join us next. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Welcome back to Dwayne's World. Always great to have your calls and your texts coming through. Keep your calls and texts coming through. We have back to your calls on the open line at Werribee Kia open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. shortly for Werribee Kia Award, National Kia Car Dealer of the Year, Werribee Kia, where the customer comes first. It was one of the all-time great performances by Australia, an iconic performance, and we've got an icon also, to join us to talk about it, thanks to Fox Cricket, Brett Lee's been good enough to give us some of his time. Brett, 
Welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Dwayne, good morning, mate. I hope you've had your coffee, mate, because I'm... Uh, what a what a fantastic... A late night, but uh, how good were the Aussies? It's an absolute ripper of a match. So I've had four or five. It's It's <laughs> one of those nights where you just... You were locked to the box and you couldn't take your eyes off it. I suppose you could take your eyes off it late because we kind of had it wrapped up at least. But early on, well, let's start with the toss. Were you surprised when Pat Cummins, after winning the toss, decided to let into your bat? An emphatic yes. Now, look, I, I was shocked, actually, <laughs> and it, it, it turned out to be the right call. And that's that's the great thing about Pat Cummins. He, he makes his mind up and then he backs himself and he backs, he backs his team. But I, I always thought... and. I could see the reason now in hindsight, the reason why I did it was because he's hoping for a bit of dew coming down on the wicket, which was meant to rag in the second innings. But if there's a bit of dew, a bit of moisture on the wicket, the, the ball skids on a bit easier to chase. But I always thought runs on the board in a final is, is what it's all about. But Pat Cummins, he backed himself and the Australian quick did a terrific job to knock over, you know, Shubin Gulerli, uh, Shreya's eye missed out, but... With uh, that, that that key wicket, and I think when Maxi came on the bowl and Travis Head got out, um, Rohit Sharma with that brilliant catch, that was the turning point, I think, because you know a lot of people wrote the Aussies off, saying that there's no chance against India. 130,000 people, it's their turf. They understand the weather, they understand the conditions, but those little one percenters, they always say, mate, catches win matches, and uh, Travis Head, that catch to me just turned everything around. And there's so many dimensions to this. So Pat Cummins has had his captaincy criticised. There's been criticism that can you captain an Australian team in all forms of the game and be, you know, one of our opening bowlers as well. Firstly, he bowled brilliantly as well as captaining well. I mean, the bowling changes that he went with were the right changes at the right time. It was amazing the chemistry that he had as captain and a bowler last night. Yeah, and and look, that's that's the thing. Anyone that knows, and I'm very fortunate. I played a lot of cricket and know Pat Cummins very well. But he just got this calming sort of influence over the team, and he's got that that inner confidence, um, and probably that you know that never say die attitude as well, which is the reason why the guys went on to win again last night. But like you know, you're right. He's he's bowling changes at the critical times to bring on Maxi first change. Bowled himself uh, second change. I mean, he picked up two for 34. I think it was off his 10 overs. Um, so, firstly, as a bowler, it is so hard to try and focus on your job. You know, you, you have to get through 10 overs. You're meant to bowl, you know, 60 balls. You're trying to field well. You're trying to, you know, stay cool as much as you can, keep your hydration up. But then you think, hang on, he's also got to look after 10 other players. He's got to look after the bowling calls. Who's who's doing what? What are they going to chase? Who's going to open the batting? What's going to... You know, there's a lot of things going through his mind, but he he also believes in his teammates. So he's got that, that confidence where he can focus on his job. And whilst he's not bowling, give it over to, you know, guys like Mitchell Stark, outstanding again, three for last night, that they can do their job. So collectively, they're all bowling captains. But those, those guys that wrote off Pat Cummins saying that he couldn't do it, um, probably eating a bit of humble pie this morning because uh, he's proven... Once again, that they've got a great side, and once again, he's a great, you know, bowling captain. And as a captain now, I mean, he he has become iconic. There's been he's been divisive, and yet, as you mentioned, the fact that he decided to send India in when he's convinced of something being right, he just does it, despite the fact that the world would have tried to collapse on top of him if he'd have got this wrong last night, would have lost. So 
as a captain now, he's become a bit of an icon of Australian cricket, and he stands up against the great captains that we talk about over the, the last, well, seven, eight, nine decades. Yeah, no, look, it's, 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 a, it's a great call because he, he has done that, and he has, he has backed himself, and those calls he makes, you know, as a, as a skipper, you have to live and die, die by the sword. So he sort of knew that if, that if this was to backfire and, you know, Australia chase 350, um, that, that would have been a totally different outcome. But, you know, the, the players backed him up. They backed his confidence. You know, there would have been a, a lot of uh, chat the day before about, all right, if we do win the toss, what do we want to do, boys? What, what are we thinking? Runs on the board is always important. Someone would have thrown up, well, what about if we put India into bat? Because they wouldn't be expecting that. If the dew comes later on, yes, we can chase better under lights. So I, I think... Australia caught India off guard because Rohit Sharma also said at the toss that he would have batted as well. So they, um, they, 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 they didn't understand what they were going to do. They thought Australia would have got out there to bat first. So I think it definitely caught India off guard. And the philosophy, Brett, of we have grown up, you and I, I suppose, as well through eras where the iron-fisted coach has been the, the way to go. And yet there was a lot of criticism when it flipped to this partly player-run program that Australian cricket decided to go with and a lot of sports are going with these days but it seems like both can work it seems like the philosophy of the way you lead Andrew McDonald as a coach uh, that now can prove to work as well yeah and look you've got to give credit to Ronnie I think he's done a great job he's taken over a team and um, you know there was a lot of conjecture around that appointment as well is he going to be too soft does he have the team's Respect is only sort of fresh out of the game. Um, so, firstly on him, I look, I, I think he definitely needs a massive pat in the back. He's allowed the players to... He he, he finds a way to, to get out of the way. I think as, as a coach, you have to be able to do that. You know, you've got to make sure that you, you prepare the guys the best as they possibly can. But at the, at the end of the day, it's the, it's the athletes out there that are on the field. You know, the 11 guys doing the best they can for, for their country. Nothing a coach can do whilst they're out in the field. You know, they might have a chat during the game about different guys coming in as pinch hitters, but essentially it's the players. But look, you know, Ronnie's done a great job taking over, but also you've also got to give credit to where Justin Langer found the team and then took the team as well. So I think a lot of success, what we've had now, will also go back to a Justin Langer as the coach. You know, took the guys from the sandpaper gate back to winning, um, back to having, a, you know, a, a good team. His tenure was up and then obviously... McDonald then comes up, comes home and um, and does does a job for Australia as well. So, look, Australia's in a very good position right now. I think they've got the right plays. Guys like Josh Hazelwood, only 32 years of age, still still going to be a strike bowler for Australia. Starts on fire. We're looking in pretty good shape, mate. Travis Head's looking in good shape too. Where do you rate Travis when it comes to? You've seen a lot of batters. Uh, you've bowled bowled to a lot of great batters. Where's Travis? Well, he's certainly right up there. To, like to get a hundred in the final, a big hundred and thirty-seven. You know, missed the missed the first game. Is that with that finger injury? Uh, you know, there was talk about he wasn't even going to play a part in this World Cup. But I've I've watched him closely, and it's always hard when a left-hander comes in and looks to take on the the quicks. I actually think, it, it, you know, if I if I look back at um, what's hap- happened over the years and over the last couple of decades, the the person he reminds me of is probably David Hooks. You know, when Hooksy came out and mm. and took on the bowlers, Travis Head's a bit like that. He's got the 
finesse of the cover drive, plays the hook shot, but he's that gritty, determined, you know, player that just he, he's got that that confidence and backs himself, and that's really hard to find in a you know a batsman, and you know certainly like an opening batsman. So it's tough as a bowler when you got a guy that's trying to pummel um, down the ground. But he's at a, he's at a rip of a tournament, as I said, for a guy that um, a lot of people thought he might be a you know, a handy sort of substitute has become, uh, you know, one of Australia's key, play, uh, key players. And Dave Warner's at series, uh, it's, he's had the last laugh in a way as well. Yeah, brilliant. David Warner, um, always a champion. Once again, the, you know, the press try to find a way. They say he's close to 40. He's only 37 years of age. You know, that's still young for a cricketer. But I think now with David Warner announcing his retirement with Test Cricket at the end of the uh, the Sydney Test, I'm really hoping for him that he'll find a way to to play with that that confidence now and just be relaxed because you know what he played 109 tests, nearly got 9,000 or eight and a half thousand runs, uh, 2,500s. I, I just think David Warner is now in that that twilight of his career. He's a World Cup winner. He's going to go and have a crack of a summer. So I just hope that the crowd and the you know the press get behind him because he has been one of Australia's great cricketers in all formats. Talking to Brett Lee, we're about to let him go, but Australia take on India in a five-match T20 series beginning on Friday, exclusive to Fox Cricket, available also on KO Sports. So Brett Lee going to be a part of that. Brett, just in, in closing, where does this rate in terms of victories that Australian cricket has been able to notch up over time in all forms? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough question because the, um, the conundrum is it, it's very hard to compare eras, but if you look back and you look at the hard facts, um, you know, 2003, we, we lost Shane Warne, one of our, well, the best bowler ever, in, you know, in our team, and found, you know, sort of found a way to win. But if you look at this win here last night in India on wickets that really weren't conducive to what Australia have grown up on uh, in terms of knowing the, 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 the some different conditions, um, 130,000 people, India on paper were the best team in the world. This has to go down as one of our greatest wins because uh, a lot of people didn't expect it was going to happen. And the 50-over format of the game? Love it. Love it. Oh, and <laughs> what, what, what I love about 50-over cricket, um, look, to me, test, test cricket always comes first because it's a test of your, your patience and character and what you have, I guess, in, in, in different um, styles of cricket. But 50-over cricket, if you're three for 30, generally in T20 cricket, the, the, the game's done and dusted. 50-over cricket, you can get yourself back into the game you have enough time to sort of play catch-up. You've got enough time to graft an innings. You've got enough time to, to work on different balls that you want to do and set batsmen up. So I still, I, I still believe 50-over cricket's got a, you know, a huge role in, um, in helping these, you know, these young boys and girls come through and that want to play cricket, hopefully, for their country one day. And three formats, impossible for players to play all three formats, and yet there seems to be some players that might be able to do it if the schedule allowed them to. Nah, mate, they, they can play all three formats. I mean, I've, I've played all three formats. I know I've got the back end of T20, but, like, certainly as a fast bowler, um, you know, I think a lot of injuries happen these days with bowlers being put in cotton wool. So I think that you've got to harden the body up. Um, obviously, there's guidance around how much they can bowl, but if you're good enough, mate, you can play all three formats of the game and um, have, a, have a great career. And it's nice to have the T20 series against India coming on Fox Cricket, of course, and on KO Sports, so we don't have to wait too long. Yeah, mate, just around the corner. So, yeah, happy to obviously be a Fox commentator with uh, 
a lot of former World Cup winners, mate. So, yeah, you'll be able to see that box cricket not definitely on KO as well. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the summer starting again. No, you're killing it, Brett. Great to have you on. I really appreciate you giving us some time after what's been a pretty long night and uh, your phone's been ringing hot. We'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks so much. One of the all-time greats, Brett Lee, joining us. Back to your calls after the break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Keep your text coming through as well. 0433981116 on that 40 Winks Temper text. T-E-M-P-U-R Temper. That text machine number 0433981116. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. Fantastic to have Brett Lee on and fantastic to be back with you for Midday of Madness as we head back to your calls. You call, you get on. Matt in Yowie Bay. Thanks for holding, Matt. Hello, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, welcome to you. Hi, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, um, welcome back, Dwayne. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the cricket and congratulate the Australians and um, particularly Travis Head, who I played against many years ago on the Isle of Wight as a kid, 12 years and ago. the Isle of Wight? And, uh, yeah, on the Isle of Wight, he was a Hampshire overseas junior pro, and they sent him over there. And I don't think he was too impressed to have to come play against us old blokes. <laughs> but, um, Did you get him? Did you get his wicket? He got hundred. Yeah, he got hundred and twenty in about sixty, and then he got roll, and then we actually rolled them. So, um, <laughs> but they were only a, a local team, and that's but uh, good memories. Though, Matt, team. He was memories. a nice kid as well. You must have been able to play yourself, then, Matt. Ah, uh, no, mate. Old old man's cricket. <laughs> you want to talk some AFL too? Sydney born and bred, um, yeah, and I'm a fanatical North Melbourne supporter and um, fan, and I was a bit nervous about tonight, and I'm just wondering if you've heard any rumours about um, any trades or... Well, Kevin Shifter-Shoe is going to join us after after 2 o'clock, so we'll talk to the man who, who might know, but from what we understand, West Coast are going to keep the number one pick and keep Harley Reid. That's the... That's the latest we're hearing. So there won't be any live trading. The, the interesting one will be Daniel Curtin as to where he ends up going to, whether it sounds like Alistair Clarkson's keen on him, whether he ends up at North Melbourne or whether uh, you know, teams are worried about picking him because he's a WA kid and might end up going home. West Coast obviously wouldn't mind getting Harley Reid and Daniel Curtin. But if he slips down, you know, he goes to, well, a Geelong could get him as far as pick 10, according to some um, draft expert. So, yeah, there's a bit of intrigue beyond Harley Reid. It sounds like West Coast are going to take him, though. Mm, uh, uh, that's that's what, kind of what I'm hoping, actually. I don't want to trade the farm for... Yeah, which means that you might end up with Daniel Curtin. You might end up... Uh, most experts are telling us North will take Colby McKercher with pick two, and then you'll get Zane Dersmer. You might have a crack at Jed Walter. North might bid for Jed Walter at pick three, but the the Gold Coast will match that bit anyway. So North will end up, end up with Colby McKercher and probably Zane Dersmer as their next two picks in that draft. Uh, but, yeah, I'm watching it like everybody else. Matt, hoping there's some interesting stuff that gets thrown up tonight. Great to be cool. Where's Yowie Bay? Uh, in Sydney, in suburb of Sydney, down right, in the Shire, actually. Out. i better check it out. Uh, great to have you call. Uh, give us a call any time. Dave in Bunbury, welcome to you, Dave. Uh, afternoon, Dwayne. Good to have you back on the air. Nice to be back. Yeah, just thinking about the cricket last night, Dwayne. I was obviously enjoyed it, but when you stop and think about the everything that's gone on with the um the game itself, I sort of think about old school football when teams would leave the sprinklers on to get, you know, the the ground as much to their favour as they possibly could. 
And you think about the game last night, the pitchers been doctored pretty much for Indian conditions for the Indian team. And to come out on the, the biggest game of the tournament, to beat India, who, funny enough, still won more games than Australia in the tournament, we didn't beat them. We absolutely smashed them. And to be honest, if we played that final 10 times, I reckon we'd only win two of them. And we just happened to have it last night. So it was just an incredible performance when you think about it. I reckon it's head and shoulders above any of our other uh, World Cup victories. It was just an enjoyable night of cricket. And I was, yeah, just in awe of the, the game itself and the way we played. I think we're all in awe of it, Dave, and just basking in the beauty of what unfolded. It was perfection from Australia. And you mentioned, you, you had an analogy there that reminds me of, I think Andrew Gaze, when he was playing for Australia, playing for the Boomers in an Olympic Games, said if we played the US 100 times, we might lose 99 out of the 100. But we've just got to make this one that we play them the one. And maybe last night was the one. The pitch certainly didn't favour India. Um, they would have, I think, liked to have been able to make 300. But maybe they should have made 300. We were just too damn good. Our fielding was too good. Our bowling was too good. And overall, uh, we just compl- comprehensively outplayed them. They were probably on track for 300 a couple of times. And then we pulled them up. Great to have you call, Dave. Nice to be talking some cricket, to be honest, um, after that performance last night. Luke in Preston wants to talk something Completely different, but uh, certainly something we, if we didn't get to now, we'd get to in Lost in the Wash. Welcome to you, Luke. Dwayne, welcome back, mate. It's good to have you back. Nice to be back. Yeah, look, I just wanted to touch on, firstly, congratulations to Australia. It was uh, a pretty dominant performance, especially once Head and Lubbershane got going. But, yeah, the other sort of sport that was running around over the weekend was uh, the Las Vegas Grand Prix, and there was a lot of dramas early on, and the race actually you know, did deliver. It was quite an entertaining race. It was a classic in the end, Luke. So for those unaware, so the manhole cover that was a little loose that took out the bottom of the Ferrari interrupted the qualifying to the point that they had to end up running qualifying at, what, two in the morning? And no fans were allowed in. Uh, It was the dramas all the way to the lead-up to the main race, which, by the way, started about 10 o'clock local time, which is still hard to believe. It was on at a perfect time slot for us yesterday afternoon watching that live, though, Luke. And the drama in the race itself started at the first turn. Did you think a five-second penalty was enough for Max Verstappen? Look, not really. I think, um, you know, because the Red Bulls are so quick, just giving him a five-second penalty, he could have won by that margin if he pushed to win by that margin. So... The fair result, I think, would have been to give that position back straight away um, and then, you know, make him work to, to regain the lead. But, look, at the end of the day, he's been so dominant all year and, and I still think it probably wouldn't have made too much of a difference. Great to have you call. I think Colin and Hoppers Crossing wants to talk last, or yesterday's Vegas Grand Prix as well. We'll get to you. Dirk as well. We'll come to you. Paul, Peter, it's Midday Madness. You call, you get on. Back to your calls next. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Colin in Hoppers Crossing. Thanks for holding, Colin. You want to talk to Vegas Grand Prix as well? Yeah, hi, Dwayne. I'm not really a Formula One devotee or anything, but I couldn't take my eyes off and I watched the whole race. I was on at a good time and I was watching and flicking over to the Victorian cricket a bit too, but couldn't take your eyes off. It was amazing. I think that's going to be, 
well, if I had to go to a Grand Prix, I would go there. And um, yet, yet the other quick one was, um, I've always been a member of Western United um, soccer team, but I've never been to their game, so I don't know much about it. But they're playing their first home game in Tarnit coming up, so I might go and have a look at that too. So why are you a member if you've never been? You're just trying to support local soccer? Yeah, well, they've come out to our area and, you know, they've obviously put a lot of money into it and they're going to build a um, a nice boutique stadium. And I thought, oh, well, I'll chuck the money in and back it up, you know. Um, I, I've never, like, I've got a nephew who coaches a soccer team, so I go and watch him sometimes, but I, it doesn't do it for me. But uh, no, I'll, I'll go and have a look and, you know, you never know, do you? We're at their home ground, just up the road, it's not too far for me to travel, so it should be good. Sometimes you go to these things, Colin, you think it's not going to do it for you, and then it grabs you, it hooks you. And soccer's one of those things where you might just get involved, you might see a whole heap of local people you know, your kids love it, so they might want to go back. There's all these little things that happen, they end up hooking you. F1's like that. I mean, the Drive to Survive series, putting a race on like Vegas where the scenery is, is unbelievably good, giving us down the Vegas Strip, having the drama that it had yesterday, not all... Formula One Grand Prix are as drama-packed as yesterday was. Um, sometimes you get a perfect storm. That was a perfect storm for F1 lovers and a perfect storm for those tuning in for the first time yesterday. And uh, let's hope you get the perfect storm going to see Western play. Hold the line. We've got a Pataki ham coming away. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Pataki ham. Um, Paul in Gladstone Park. You there, Paul? Hi, Dwayne. Welcome back. Good to be back. I was just thinking, now that Australia's won six Cricket World Cups, where would they rank in comparison to each other? So I'll quickly go through the list to get your thoughts. I'd put 07 at the bottom. We'd already won the last two, and that final in the dark was pretty awkward. Uh, fifth, I'd have 1987, a bit before my time, so I'm not. Uh, but obviously great when we won it for the first time. Fourth, 03, great um, final against India when we weren't expected to win it in a really solid team. Third, Australia 2015, always great to win it at home. And the, the sound that crowd made when Stark took the wicket in the first over was epic. I just put last night in second, obviously winning it against India when they'd been undefeated was epic. And I put 99, especially with that semi-final at first. Paul, great to have you call. You obviously love your cricket. It's nice to hear that assessment because I wanted to hear exactly that from someone who's been watching them all. Uh, and I love it, Paul. Hold the line. We've got something for you. Family pass to the WBBL Melbourne Stars game, Saturday, November 12, 25, given you love your cricket. Hey, Dirk, I'll come to you straight after the break. You're with Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World and for midday. It matters for work locker, carry downs and packing them. Unlocked, stocked and full of value. Work where for wherever you work, Dirk. And Peter, the last two calls after a busy couple of hours of midday madness. So we'll get to you before two and keep the promise. Welcome to you, Dirk. Great to have you on. Oh, good afternoon, Dwayne. It's, uh, it's great to have you back. Um, hope you're well. Um, I am. I'm just, giving you, I'm just giving you a call, Dwayne, about tonight's draft. Now... We've talked a lot about North Melbourne and their list management um, this year. And they've lost Ben Mackay, who's gone to Essendon, and Logan, and Logan, um, uh, 
what well, Griffin Logue has actually gone. Well, he's he's not going to be available until midway through the year, obviously with his ACL injury. And I'm just trying to figure out why they're not. Well, Cal Toomey has reckons that they're going to get Bakutra and they're going to get Dersma and. I sort of feel like they're sort of like neglecting their needs and not going for a key defender. I'm just interested to get your thoughts on this, Dwayne. Yeah, well, it's probably about assembling the right group for the future, Dirk, not just the right group for round one. So maybe they're taking that into account. Now, I'm not sure whether they'll end up going for Daniel Curtin or not, but is that where you're thinking? They need Daniel Curtin? It sounds like Alistair Clarkson wouldn't mind him. It seems like he is very interested in Daniel Curtin, Dwayne, uh, but, I mean, he's he's like a third defender. Mm. I sort of feel like, Dwayne, they need to go for a Connor O'Sullivan or or uh, or, uh, or that the other gentleman leak. I mean, but by they come to their to their picks in the teams, you know, all the good key defenders are going to be gone. I mean, you, you look at Wietering, Dwayne, he was their number one pick for Carlton, and look how important he is. You know, Melbourne have yeah, got, you know, Lever and May. They gave yeah. away a lot of capital to get those really top players. And I just sort of feel, you know, all the, they're just invested into midfielders. They've just got, you know, Phillips, um, Sheasel, uh, Wardlaw. They're just picking, putting all their, all their key picks into midfielders. And I sort of feel like, you know, we're just going around in circles with North Melbourne. Yeah, Dirk, I think, I think your last point is true. They have invested a lot in midfielders over the course of the last decade and maybe to their detriment, should have got a couple of other players they could have got and didn't get, including some key forwards. Um, yeah, taking a key defender or a big defender with an early pick is sometimes dangerous because they're going to take a bit of time. You're not going to take a key defender in this draft and he's going to have you know that kind of season year one where he holds up a defence and stands a Charlie Curnow, for example. But I know what you're saying and there's a... There's a lot of truth to what you're saying about North Melbourne being in a dangerous position. Hey, I do want to get to our final call for... Thanks for your call, by the way. Um, on hold for quite a while. Who have we got here on hold? We've got one more caller on hold. It's been on hold for a while. I think you've dropped off. So you're off my screen at the moment. So thanks to all of you who called for Midday Madness. Uh, apologies to those we asked to hold it for a bit too long. Um, Kevin Shifter-Sheehan is going to join us after 2 o'clock. So we'll return to your calls for a little bit of Lost in the Wash at about 2.30. So Kevin Shifter Sheehan to join us after this Midday Matters for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packenham Unlock Stocked and Full of Value. Workwear for wherever you work. Footy Winks as well. Give me texts coming through. There's a couple of texts that I wanted to read, but we don't have time to get to them now. Promise I'll read them after the break. 0433981116. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. Footy Winks, serious about sleep and great to have Temper on board for next year as well. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been fantastic to have your company for Dwayne's World today. Great to be back with you, taking your calls. Love Midday Madness. Back for Midday Madness tomorrow, of course, on another couple of hours of your calls. And it's been fantastic to talk some so much cricket as well. So many texts and calls about cricket. We'll return to a little bit of cricket surely. Bit of footy, though, with the draft on tonight. And so many texts have come through on the footy as well. One here. Hi, Dwayne. I know we're all excited about the World Cup win, however... 
Can't wait to watch the AFL draft tonight. Do you think any chance West Coast pass on Harley Reid has picked one? That's from Susan. I don't see it myself, but that's the beauty of watching it live tonight. Live trading, it could happen. I don't think it will. I think the West Coast know that taking Harley Reid's probably a pretty good option and it might be the one that got away if they don't take him. Another text on footy here, or a couple of texts. Um, haven't heard any mention of the AFLW semis. Dwayne, great win by the Cats girls over last year's premiers. Great match by the Cats and exciting comeback by the Demons. Any chance of talking to someone from the Cats? And another one here, Dwayne, um, Dwayne O. Melbourne lost their final on the weekend, so both men and women's AFL teams didn't win a final in their respective seasons. And yet they get $1 million and the McClellan Trophy, should the criteria or a point system for the McClellan Trophy be looked at and possibly adjusted. Well, the AFL took a punt on changing the McClellan Trophy system. Uh, it didn't really work, but they might say it did work. So uh, it would have been better if Melbourne at least won a final. But just on yesterday, and I haven't mentioned it at all today because we've been talking cricket, and I didn't want to sort of break into so much love for cricket and talk a little bit about the footy. But just quickly, I saw the best AFLW game I've ever watched yesterday. Melbourne v Geelong. Well, maybe I also saw one of the worst, one that frustrated me, the Crows and the Swans. But did you see yesterday, I'll take your calls after Kevin Chifter-Sheehan. Did you see yesterday, Geelong and Melbourne? Cats by five points after being up by 30. They won 7.850 to Melbourne, 6.945. Nina Morrison, who I don't know, but I've said hello to a couple of times around Geelong. Sensational, 29 possessions. Georgie Pasparkas is a star, 18 possessions. Eliza West, also for Melbourne, 26 possessions. It was just a joy to watch that game yesterday to see. Well, I've seen many worse and more boring AFL men's games, to be honest, and lower scoring men's matches. If women's footy keeps getting played like yesterday was played by girls whose kicking and handball skills are as good as some of the men, then the AFLW is going to thrive. Don't get me started on the handball and the kicking from the Adelaide-Sydney game because it was terrible. But the prelims are next week, Brisbane-Geelong and North Melbourne and Adelaide. We'll talk more AFLW. And I'll take your calls a little bit later on this hour if you'd like to talk about it, if you watched yesterday. And was that the best game that's been seen in the AFLW years that have been with us? one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number. If you'd like to join me, that Warabee Care open line awarded National Care Car Dealer of the Year. Warabee Care, where customers come first. But Kevin Shifter-Sheehan's been good enough to join me to talk the draft tonight. He joins us for tyre power. The holiday getaway sale is on now. Get up to $200 off the Michelin Pilot Sport range at tyre power. Welcome to your Shifter. Great to have you on. Yeah, Dwayne, thanks for having us. And look, can I say before we start the draft, I did watch that game yesterday and agree with you completely on Nina Morrison and Georgie Prasparka. They're exciting players, the two Cats girls. And, and what a finish it was by Melbourne, a barnstorming finish and uh, yeah, so a little bit of uh, cat's blood in me. And I was on the edge of the seat watching that uh, that final quarter. So what a, what a great advertisement of what uh, the game can look like uh, even into the future. And midfield ball magnets like you were a shifter back in the day. Exactly, exactly. It makes us think of what our game might have looked like in, the, in the, say, the 70s and the 80s. It wasn't perfect then. But what a competition that was yesterday. Those girls were going for their lives late in that game throwing himself in and, and uh, really doing so much to try and get their respective sides over the line. So pretty exciting. Yeah, it was beautiful to watch. Tonight's going to be very watchable as well, Shifter. Do you think we'll end up with a surprise or two tonight? 
oh, we've got to. You know, the way clubs work is that lots of people have a say on selection, don't they? And and not just drafting, but it's a, it's a pretty big business as every footy club. And I noticed that even them, you know, sitting sitting probably in the back seats around the tables tonight in each of the club spots. So even the CEOs, so some of those have a spot. You've got coaches and assistant coaches and list managers and scouts as well as the recruiting managers. So a lot of people have some input and the clubs will have a discipline in around the, the final phase, of course. But with live trading on the night, you imagine that player's still there at choice seven or eight, whoever that player might be the centre back. It could be Curtin. Now they're all talking about Kurt and the big guy sliding through. He's still there, and that's the one we need. Do you give up two to get one? You know, mm. Do you give up your two choices in the teams to get up to choice seven to take the player that really you thought was a one, two, or three? So that sort of debate will have to quickly happen um, or could potentially quickly happen tonight with the way the rules work, that you can trade on the night. So we're really looking forward to that part. There'll be plenty of bids as well. They bid for... Northern Academy players, they'll bid for Father Sons and, and the clubs that have got hold of these boys will have to match that bid to be able to take them at that point. And so that's going to add another element as well. So you think that North Melbourne will bid on Jed Walter at pick three maybe and force the Gold Coast to come up with um, the match of the bid? Well, I, I think it, it, in all reality, it should be two or three. I think yep. he's the second best player behind Harley Reid in the draft. Uh, uh, I go a bit on, you know, potential and, and performance. Now, they're both All-Australians, these boys, the only two that did it last year and this year. They're back-to-back All-Australia. They proved last year they were stars, repeated this year. That's Reed and Walter, and I, I regard them as the best two players. But, you know, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter whether it's two or three, but, gee, they'll, they've got to call his name out pretty early. He's a very imposing player up forward, a big-bodied boy that, that is quick, and aggressive, and they're just, you know, just so hard to find, uh, as rare as hen's teeth, as they say. And uh, uh, Walter's every bit uh, a chance to be as good as a Harley Reid uh, down the track. So, looking at a few of the, the experts talking about where, well, which players are going to be taken, where would you be surprised if Daniel Curtin dropped as low as 10? I think that, um, or who is it that got maybe Geelong be an option for Daniel Curtin at 10? Would you be surprised if he dropped that low? Well, all I need to say is that, um, that geez, we're pretty good for 10, aren't we? Yeah. This is going to be a pretty good draft of Easter where He could go at three. He could go at seven, eight, nine or 10. But uh, there's lots of good kids around him. Uh, and maybe the clubs are becoming a bit more position specific and looking for, let's just say we need that speed. Our priority is speed or it might be small goal kicker, whatever it might be. Uh, they might have a slightly different slant on it if they were to, to overlook him. But they might be well catered for with tall defenders. Um, so all of that comes into the equation for each individual club as they make their mind up. So do you see them all as being round one players for next year? The, the guys who've been touted mm. as top 10 picks are Harley Reid, <laughs> Colby McKercher, Jed Walter, mm. Zane Dersma, mm. and Nick mm. Watson, uh, Riley Sanders. Are they all round one next year players that they stay fit over summer? Well, I think that nine out of ten will be. There might be someone that uh, slips back a fraction, but, gee, they look like they're ready to run some of these boys. Um, Zane Dersma looks a real star for mine, this youngster from uh, down there at Foster in Gippsland. Um, sometimes I'll call him a Rolls-Royce, that sort of kid. It's got that motor to actually go up a gear when he needs to with, with his acceleration or to uh, move so smoothly away from a pack that you know, they just can't get near him. Arches the back and then ping off a step. It's a goal. And you go, crikey, that's class. 
absolute class and uh, like a sheasel, if you like. And, uh, of course, uh, like sheasel, this guy's played forward, does, but will they play back behind the ball? Who knows with some of those things? Once clubs get hold of these young men, they can shape them into to young stars immediately. So uh, we look forward to that. But uh, in the meantime, let's see which 60 or so can get through over the next couple of nights. And, and then on Wednesday, we'll have a rookie draft as well with a, a handful more that'll, or a couple of handfuls more that'll get their chance. Are they more ready than they've ever been, these kids, Kevin? The system is such that it's been refined and fine-tuned. Yeah. They're getting better advice, better coaching, yeah. I presume. Yeah, I think you've summed it up pretty well there. All those things have come into play in the last uh, 10 or so years. And if anyone, uh, any of if the fans out there or listeners want to have a look at the 2018 draft, look at Sam Walsh and that group and right up to Butters at about 13. They're all playing pretty good footy. They're all approaching 100 games. And, you know, so you can see the impact that a group can have when they are an elite group. Uh, they're already all Australians in their best and fairest winners. So uh, you need to have that lens for three to five years on to see the real impact of a group. But uh, the clubs don't get too many wrong these days in their top 20. That's where the stars are. And do you see a time when we have live trading of players? We can live trade picks, but... For example, if the West Coast took Harley Reid, that North Melbourne would be maybe able to put a package together to get Harley Reid from West Coast after they've taken him? It's a step too far for me at the minute to get my <laughs> head around it, Dwayne, I reckon. I reckon we celebrate the moment on where the boy goes, where the young man goes, and we give him his chance to get his footy started there. Yeah, I don't know in other, in other draft systems that can occur. They could trade, trade straight away, but uh, the only young boys of 18 and We'd love to see them uh, really adjust to where they've been taken rather than being touted as someone that might mm. get might get sort of traded within hours, uh, as, as does happen in the NFL, of course. And beyond the top 10, uh, there's a few father-sons, there's a few other guys that mm. you, you talked about a bit in the lead-up, including Jordan Croft, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jordan Croft, the son of Matthew, of course, for the Bulldogs and... Uh, Dad was a defender in the main, of course. Uh, young Jordan's a forward, a potential. Uh, another one like Sam Darcy, a, a 200-centimetre boy that, you know, love his speed off the mark. He's a one-grabber. So, uh, and But he's he's one that will take some time. You talked about that a moment or two ago. He'll take some time, so be patient. But you'd expect that a bid will come for him probably first night. And Aaron Cadman came in with big raps as well for the Giants, but he didn't quite find the pace of the game. Last year, he didn't. He fitted in at times, but it, he wasn't able to hold his spot. So, in comparison for Jed Walter, do you think he will be the kind of guy? Has, has Jed got a little bit more going for him as a first-year player? Even though Aaron Cadman might be a star long-term. Yeah, look, I think Phil Davis summed up Aaron Cadman. He was wrapped in the way he's uh, presented this year as a young player, and he's from within the club. Talked about him, and he talked about uh, Finn Callahan as well. Now, Finn's a couple of years into his career and said he's going to be a superstar. So that's, yeah, Cadman, a lighter-built boy that was going to take a year or two as even young Buddy, Buddy Franklin took a year or two, mm-hmm. didn't he? But Walter's definitely um, full-bodied now. He's ready to run almost straight away. And uh, uh, you just see him working with Ben King pretty pretty productively in, in time up there. But, uh, yes, a strongly-built boy that loves the contest, thrusts himself into packs and is a really exciting player. And the character... Inquisition as well. How deep are they going these days? Shifter, are they still talking to math teachers and associates of associates? Are they still looking through Instagram to see who this guy's mates with and what's he doing in his spare time? 
Oh, there's no doubt that investigation is pretty thorough. They want to know about the makeup, and at the end of the day, they're trying to find out, you know, how will he go when the going gets tough? You know, there will be moments when you're, you're injured or you, you get dropped or it's uh, you're six weeks away from getting to the senior team. You're going to have to work your way through all this. Uh, how are you going to go then? And, yeah, so they dig in in lots of different ways to try and find that out, and uh, and most of the boys have, have had some of that experience in their in their development years. Um, that, that feeling of being beaten by someone that is a bit better because we put the best against the best quite often. Uh, SA versus WA versus Vicks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now with the allies coming into play against the Vicks and SA, we've really got a line of sight through all those boys from uh, what we used to call the, the developing states of New South Queensland, NT and Taz that make up the allies. So that makes it even a better way of analysing where they can uh, uh, handle the ups and downs of the game. Kevin, congratulations on what you've done over time to refine the system and get it to where we're at right now. And good luck tonight. We'll see you on Fox Footy. And uh, let's hope we get plenty of good young kids drafted and we have a great night. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Dwayne. Good luck to all the boys that contenders. Cheers. Kevin Sheehan joining us for Tire Power Holiday Getaway Sale on now. Get up to $200 off. The Michelin Pilot Sport Range. You'll hear the draft tonight on SEN and you'll also see it on Fox Footy. Ray in Central Queensland has joined us to talk North Melbourne. I think. Welcome to you, Ray. Uh, good day, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I was just reading Brad Scott's comments about uh, the change in purchasing uh, being able to help lower clubs on the ladder. But I'm 59 and probably a dinosaur. But the fact that we're helping a single club so much in North Melbourne and their draft strategy is nothing more than putting your hand out, at some point, is that sort of not good for the game? Yeah, Ray, yes, it's not good for the game. But yes, I think North Melbourne also deserve what they've got in that they've had a few... They've they've made their own bed. I agree with you on that. They've run their club poorly at times, made poor decisions, at times not drafted as well as they should have, at times they've had coaching upheaval that they probably didn't see some of it coming, but some of it has just been misfortune, uh, the mental health battles of Reshaw, one they wouldn't have seen coming and you can't really account for that, the hiccup with uh, a couple of their coaches not quite being able to get the best out of their team and having to move them on. Would they be better off if they still had Brad Scott? Would they be better off if Alistair Clarkson didn't have to uh, hand over the reins for the majority of this year? All of that. I think North Melbourne do need some help. We can't leave clubs down the bottom for eternity. But the hard part is they've got to start getting it right in a hurry, Ray, because we're not going to tolerate it for much longer, I don't think, as a football public. Great to have your call, though, and a very good question. Great to have you on. Great to have so many calls on the line. one 300 We'll get straight back to your calls after the break. We'll talk some WBBL as well. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Well, still to come on Dwayne's World, including Lost in the Wash, but it's Melbourne Stars membership day today on SEN. So Melbourne Stars exclusive membership offer, three-game membership for just $50 today only. So the membership day, if you want to jump on board ahead of the games starting, even though the WBBL is well and truly uh, on its way, getting close to the finals, to be honest, and 
Sophie Day has been good enough to join us from the Melbourne Stars. You won't be part of the finals, but still had a reasonably good season. Welcome to you, Sophie. Great to have you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Will you tell me how your season's been? Because it has been a bit up and down. Yeah, it has been a little bit up and down, a bit inconsistent. But I think the last game is, you know, an all-round performance. And I think hopefully we can take that into the back end of the season. A um, bit of momentum and finish strong. And had a big win yesterday? Yeah, which was, it was an exciting game. Um, it's always nice to knock off a team in the top four. Um, yeah, and they've got some really big names. And I think, yeah, everyone stood up and played their roles. So it was good. And the Renegades, the MCG. So a big game for you coming up. MCG, the home of cricket. And uh, you get a chance to play there. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, also, my family's probably just as excited, I think. Um, but no, it would be pretty cool uh, to walk out there. You go grow up watching your heroes and that play there. So to get the opportunity is pretty cool. So you're a local Melbourneian. Uh, how often have you have you played there before any form of sport at all or just had a hit out there? Have you been out there much? No, I haven't actually. Um, so I'm very excited. I think I'm probably most excited like walk up the race because I think you see that with the footy and all that. So uh, I think that's pretty um, something that I'm really looking forward to and ho- hopefully I can get a wicket out on the G because that would be a bit embarrassing if not. Yeah, that'll be wild. It might be embarrassing if you don't get a wicket, but hopefully you get a crowd as well. Let's hope plenty of people get along. So this Saturday, Renegades, MCG, Renegades and Stars, you want to get along. And membership day, obviously, for the Melbourne Stars today. So exclusive membership of a three-game membership for just $50 today only. Uh, are you bleary-eyed today, Sophie? Did you watch last night? Yes, I did watch last night. It was pretty exciting. They, uh, it, it was awesome. It was um, good on them. Were you surprised? Were you surprised when Pat Cummins decided to let them bat first? Yeah, 100%. Um, there was a few few of us from the team watching it. We were all texting each other going, oh, no, what's happened? But, hey, it worked out and good on it. What did you make of the chemistry in our fielding? I mean, you're a, you're a sports person that knows when you get your craft right, you can do things that a lot of people don't think you can do. But sometimes magic happened. It looked like there was a bit of magic last night. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I think when a fielding, when your side's fielding to you know that top level, top class, the bowlers um, feel backed and you know um, are producing just as good a ball. So it was very exciting cricket to watch in such a high standard. Good luck this Saturday against the Renegades, Sophie. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks very much, Sophie Day joining us. So jump on board if you're a Melbourne Stars fan or just a WBBL or BBL fan. You can jump on board, catch the last couple of games of the WBBL and the BBL season itself. Three game memberships for just $50 today only. Plenty still to come on Dwayne's World, lost in the Washington to come. Let me read a couple of texts on the way to, to news. Uh, Dwayne, tell that caller that North will likely take 200 centimetre key defender Will Dawson from Gitzland Power in the teens in the draft. That's from Dom. Thanks for that, Dom. Uh, Dwayne. Uh, the umpiring in the last five minutes yesterday was incredible. Geelong would have been robbed if they lost. That's from Joel, who thought Geelong got the rough end yesterday late in that game. Hi, Dwayne. Can you tell me more about why you were frustrated with the Swans-Crows AFLW game? Handball kicking? Question mark. I didn't watch it, but I know the Swans were happy to make a final after no wins last year. Chills, cheers, Bill. Yeah, it's, the, it's just the, the refinement of skill. I don't like seeing people, men or women handball the trickling handball off the palm of their hand that turns downward I mean that little trickle handball is harder to grab it when it lands 
in the palm of the hands of the player that's getting it. Quite often it, it can hit fingertips and drop down. If you rocket handball with the ball that spins backward, it's a hell of a lot easier to grab. It's a better handball, and if you can do it both hands, you're a better player. So when I see so many tumble handballs in a game, I wonder whether they've been working hard enough at the rocket handball. But if there's one thing that I'd tell kids, it would be to handball left and right hand with the rocket handball, the one that turns backwards, spins backwards, and try and handball it over 5 to 10 metres if you can. This little give to someone 2 metres away when they're just as much of a disadvantage as you are, I don't tend to like. And the handball yesterday was pretty damn good. Anyway, there's my thoughts on that in a nutshell. We'll take a break. Back to your calls and texts next for Lost in the Wash. What's been lost today? Lost in the Wash. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. the open line number. Brought to us by Werribee Kia. Werribee Kia Order, National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia, where the customer comes first. What should we have got to today? But it has been lost in the wash of what was a brilliant win by Australia's cricketers in the early hours this morning. Lost in the wash, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Or if you want to send through a text, 0433981116. Get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, serious about sleep. That 40 Winks and temper, T-E-M-P-U-R, text machine. Uh, a couple of texts that I don't want to get lost in the wash. Arvo Pipe, our fielding was the difference. I reckon we saved close to 50 runs combined in the semi and cup final. Led by the fittest 37-year-old in cricket, Dave Warner. Long live Dave Warner. That's Modbury Mack. Thanks for that one. Um, hi, Dwayne. Welcome back. Julian did a great job while you are on holidays. I hear he did do a great job. In fact, I listened to a few shows last week and he was doing a ripper job. Did Melbourne's AFL or women's team have a worse season? Both went out in straight sets. Cheers, Dean. Well, I haven't watched all the AFLW women's games that Melbourne has played, so uh, by default, I'd probably say the men, given they went out in straight sets and what happened to them all season and how their season ended, probably had a worse season. They've still got a bit to work through over the summer before they hit the ground flying in 2024. Um, G'day, Dwayne. What an innings from the kid from Craigmore, Travis Head, just up the road from your old club at Paraka. Well done, Travis um, from Mick. Dwayne, glad to hear your voice again, but please, please, can you find a new theme song for next year or now? The previous theme music was so much more Dwayne than the current rubbish. Bill from the Sunshine Coast, we'll get a new theme for you next year, Bill. That's on the agenda. Already got one brewing. Dwayne, great achievement to win the Cricket World Cup, but no public holiday for winning a Commonwealth sport limited opposition. That's a bit harsh, uh, but yeah, no public holiday. I'm with you on that. Um, Dwayne, welcome home. Pipe, a shout-out to Dave Warner and his doubters. If he wasn't the, leading the way with the bat, it was fielding like a border collie crossed with a blue heeler. He's still in the top two openers in Australian cricket. Uh, thanks for that. That's also from Modbury Mack, who sent through a few today. Hey, Dwayne, how good was the Travis Head screamer? Set the tone for the game from push-up poorly. Uh, like that. couple of my Nuremberg, um, uh, Nuremberg ring, I should say, uh, laps. Um, so it was Bathurst on steroids. Jeff, yeah, the Nuremberg ring is a bit like uh, Bathurst on steroids. It was. It's a phenomenal place to drive. 21 k's, um, and a lot of corners were blind as well. Did it in mist and rain, so it was a bit of fun. It's there on Instagram if you want to check it out. I might put an extended version on Instagram in the next couple of days. Uh, what's next? Pipe 350 kilometres an hour down the Las Vegas Strip. 
Well, we did hit 180 a few times that day, so uh, yeah, that might be the end of my driving at 180k day, uh, days. Uh, Dwayne, did you see the Port Adelaide jumper in the crowd last night? Pipe. Do you think that fella celebrated hard? Kind of wish I was the one of those Aussie fans in the crowd, Phil. In Abbotsford, it was fun seeing the power jumper right throughout the World Cup. Uh, the cameras seemed to enjoy his work when he was dancing in the power jumper. Dwayne, Melbourne United v the Kings. What a game. United are really playing well, led by Chris Golding, who is in line for the MVP in his 30s. Amazing player and will win games for you. Trent, he is having an outstanding season. Chris Golding, haven't watched all the Melbourne United games, but it's good to see Chris Golding in full flight. So it's a great news story coming through that the NBL is absolutely flying. Max Verstappen, we talked a little bit about what happened Yesterday afternoon in Vegas, had a couple of calls on it earlier. Max Verstappen, well, it was a great call. What Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas was the way the caller called Verstappen across the line, and he was singing a little bit of Elvis afterwards. Leclerc's going to take second place, but here in Vegas, what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas. Max Verstappen wins the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Outstanding I always expected it to be a good race today. It's just, like I said before, long straights, low speed corners. You don't lose a lot of downforce. So that has never been, you know, my issue. Um, but yeah, today was fun. That's the only thing I want to say about it. I think today was fun. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Max Verstappen after yet another win. He was made to work for it. Probably could have got a more than just a five second penalty after his wide taking of the first turn. But no, nah, he's just too good. Max Verstappen, he didn't. He wasn't a big rap for the track. He criticised the track quite a bit in the lead-up, but he got the job done. Lost in the wash for Flight Centre. Their big red sale is on now at Flight Centre. It was Flight Centre that booked my holiday for me, so cheerio to the team at Flight Centre. You did a great job. Uh, all the flights ended up being on time. I know that's your, your job, but uh, it made my uh, holiday a dream having Flight Centre on board, so thanks to the Flight Centre crew. And Lost in the Wash is brought to us by Flight Centre. Their big red sale is on now with limited time. Offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big. BP, plenty still to come. Your calls, more text right after the break with Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Big night coming up with the AFL Draft tonight. In fact, there's a few guys who might be putting in for overtime. Jared Waitley after broadcasting last night's World Cup final and doing his shift today. And Brett Phillips has got a long shift tonight. He's hosting all tonight. Macca's run, AFL Draft, Sporting Capital. Uh, Main event, of course, being... He's hosting at the first serve tonight at 9pm and there's plenty to talk about in the world of tennis. Brett Phillips joins me. Weren't you, Brett? Great to have you on. No, thank you, Dwayne. Uh, the best of both worlds uh, tonight. A bit of footy. Love seeing the young kids get selected and then uh, you're whipping to a bit of tennis uh, a little bit later than normal. So, yeah, we'll cover the full gamut. Looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it too. Brett and I catching up for McDonald's. Barista made ice cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the tennis and Novak Djokovic? We seem to start there quite a bit. The guy just keeps on keeping on. Yeah, well, he's now won four of the five biggest trophies in the sport uh, this year, only obviously missing out on Wimbledon. So it's a pretty good year. Three slams and 
you know, the ATP World Tour Finals, which is a great event at the end of the year, Dwayne. It's in Turin at the moment. You know, this is where it's at home for the five-year period. I think we're into the third year. You know, the best eight men come together. So the quality of tennis is outstanding throughout the week. But if you just look at the semi-final result and the final result, up against the world number two and the world number four, that's where the gap still is. Uh, you know, 22-year-old Yannick Sinner uh, today outplayed by 36-year-old Novak Djokovic, 3-3. Three and three. And then the semi-final, uh, Djokovic beats Elkaraz, 6-3, 6-2. So, yeah, it's familiar. it's a familiar pattern with Novak. The deeper he goes, the better he gets in a, in a tournament. And, yeah, look, I mean, he certainly had a couple of struggles in the early part through the round-robin phase before they get to the semi-finals. But, yeah, he's incredible. And just listening to him post-match, and we'll play a bit of that on the show tonight. I mean, he'll just keep going until either an injury derails him or he feels like these young guns are getting the better of him and, and he, he can't play at that level. Otherwise, uh, if he keeps playing at this level, it, it, we could have three more years of just records been absolutely smashed and yeah incredible incredible performance i will say though yannick sinner this young italian you know who darren kale could take to world number one there's no doubt he has grown a leg his game but also his demeanor out on court he's got an air of confidence about him he had the italian crowd behind him this week they it was like a soccer crowd inside the stadium brilliant didn't find his best tennis today uh but he is destined for the top so alcaraz sinner holger runa right this is the next big three Mm -hmm jockeying for uh, that top billing, and, uh, yeah, tennis is in good hands. So Novak just stays fit, and he's still got the passion to go out and perform every day as well. He, he seems to be in the mindset where he's almost more motivated now than he's ever been. I think so, absolutely. And, he, you know, he's got an opportunity here to really put some distance with all the records that he can achieve. And, you know, being world number one, men of slams, masters, etc. Most titles, I mean, you know, Jimmy Connors, 109, Novak now, I think at 98, 99. So he's closing in uh, on that. And look, he can play, obviously, a schedule that suits him. He was talking post-match today. What's interesting, next year, obviously, you throw in the Paris Olympics as well, which is a major aim for him uh, to uh, win a gold medal there. Uh, he'll play all the majors, and we've got nine Masters events. I think he played six this year. That's the mandatory amount. So that allows him to have good breaks in between where he can get the body right and just be cherry right uh, when it counts. I mean, he doesn't look like breaking down at the moment. He looks in as good a nick as I've seen him. So, yeah, the rest of the chasing pack's going to have to just keep nipping away and uh, try and make a breakthrough. And what else is on the show tonight once the draft's done? Yeah, we'll recap all the, the tour finals, all our normal uh, segments. The CEO of Tennis Victoria, Adam Cremery, will be a special guest. I actually spent the day at Kuyong on Saturday, Dwayne. This is tennis at your local sort of, you know, um, you know, half, sort of amateurish, half-professional sort of standard. There was a guy from New Zealand on the weekend who served like John Isner. His name's James Watt. He's a Kiwi. He now resides in Melbourne. His ranking is 1,010. He played like a top 100 player. This is, the margins in tennis are so small. I'm fascinated where he can go. James Watt, keep an eye on him. He was serving Thunderbolts, a whistling pass he is. So, yeah, we'll talk a bit of Premier League, uh, Tennis Victoria CEO and all our normal segments. Uh, 9 to 11, a little bit later after the draft tonight. And what do you think is going to have to happen with the draft? What time's your coverage start of the draft tonight? Because there might be some added intrigue tonight. We don't know... Well, we presume West Coast going to stay with pick one and Harley Reid, but uh, yeah. are you hearing any whispers? You've been doing your research today? 
Yeah, I haven't heard probably too much. I mean, there's a, the, obviously the names that have been spoken about all year. I've been going through uh, Shifter Sheehan's top 40 prospects there today, Dwayne, and mm. I know Kel Toomey puts out his. So, yeah, draft starts at seven. Uh, the sports day guys will pick up the first bit. I'll get into the uh, when the picks are uh, live from uh, 7.30 onwards, and we're going to get through the first round. So there's quite a few picks to go uh, tonight. But, no, doing a lot of... Probably a bit like you. I mean, I, you know, I don't get a chance to see all these young kids uh, throughout the mm. year at uh, that under-18 level. And the gems, the little gems, I love the little gems across the country that the recruiters have their eye on that, you know, just sneak in from a little country town of about two people. I love those sort of stories. So, yeah, we'll get into all that tonight. Yeah, all the stories left, right and centre. Hey, great, Brett. Great to have you on. Good luck tonight. Big night tonight. And we'll be listening to the first serve at 9pm. Good stuff. Thank you, Dwayne. Brett from seven, draft, and then the first serve for some tennis at nine. And that catch-up for McDonald's, barista-made ice-cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. Back to your calls and your texts. You want to jump on the line, we'll sneak you in before I hand over at three. That Werribee Kia open line by 300 brought to us by the great team at Werribee Kia. They're all down there, David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team, they'd love to see you. If you're in the market for a new car or a used car, you can jump online and check out their range online or you can drop down and just uh, say hello. Tell them we sent you a Werribee Kia Awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year where the customer comes first. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Uh, that's huge. That's I think that's the pinnacle of uh, international cricket, winning a one-day World Cup, especially over here in India in front of a crowd like this. Um, yeah, it's been a big year for everyone, um, but you know our cricket team's been to here in India, Ashes World Test Championship, and to top it off with this is just just huge. And these are the moments that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Why is it the pinnacle? It's just every international team comes together. You only get a shot at it every four years. You know, even if you have a 10-year career, you might only get two chances at it. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, the whole cricket world stops with this World Cup, so it doesn't get any better. Australian captain Pat Cummins on the magnitude of the win was going to play that at about 10 past 12, but so many calls and texts coming through today uh, for Midday Madness didn't get a chance to play it until, what, five minutes to three. But, yeah, what an iconic performance by Australia and their captain Pat Cummins. Also wanted to play a little bit of Travis Head. Didn't get a chance to do that. But here is the hero of last night, Travis Head, post-match. Very lucky that everything went well and I was able to get back here and the support that the boys showed. And um, Yeah, I didn't think that this was going to happen so, um, or not contribute in the way I played in the first sort of 20 balls. Um, yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but um, yeah, Marnus played exceptional. It was awesome to bat with him. He soaked up all the pressure. and um, Yeah, it was just an amazing partnership. He's probably the unluckiest man in the world. Um, yeah, again, it's, yeah, it's something that I worked hard on. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine getting 100. Couldn't imagine probably holding on to that one. Um, again, nice to hold on to something that's important. And you want to look after your teammates. You want to contribute um, to be able to do that uh, on, on a big stage in front of a full house. Under all that pressure is, is a nice thing to, that I'll be able to look back on later in my life. Didn't want that little bit of Travis Head to get lost in the wash. Either a bit of late, late, lost in the wash for Flight Centre's big red sale. It's on. Limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours booked now to save big. Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934, celebrating life's happy birthday to 
Nathan Lyon, uh, Billy Frampton, Ben Brown, a lot of birthdays today. Sav Rocker, all celebrating their birthday today on the 20th of November. Tobin Brothers Funerals, visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. A couple of texts that I didn't get to. Uh, quite a few on the draft. So the West Coast Eagles have kept numero uno. They would have been mad to trade it. The kid is a stand-up start for first round, and Eagles is the best place for his development. Uh, quite a few to pop one here. Hi, Dwayne. Great to hear your voice back on the wireless. Uh, wear your T-shirt with great joy. It's a bit pop art in style. By the way, Jules did a great job. Tim from Brighton. Uh, I was down Brighton a few days ago. Didn't see you. Walking uh, the beachfront wearing it, Tim, but hopefully one day I do. Uh, one here, I reckon Steve Smith's had a great run, but I think he's done. Didn't read that out earlier, but it's been a couple just talking about that. How good is Travis Headpipe? Love the no-fuss attitude with his batting. Just gets the job done. Great to watch. He is exceptional to watch. Uh, hi, Dwayne. Hope you had a great Euro trip. Where did you go and what was your favourite destination, Steph? Um, might address that later in the week, Steph, but too much real sport to get to today. But it was a damn good trip, and I did visit some good spots. So uh, maybe we'll, maybe Hutchie will give me a travel show. I'll have a chat to Hutchie. Maybe we can do a travel show at some stage for Flight Centre. Uh, Cummins has a great feel for the game and situation. You could see that at the start of his career. Another one here, Cummins had the best uh, performance as captain in such a big game. The choice to send them in, the rotation of the bowlers. Field placement was perfect. He did have an amazing night, Pat Cummins. So the more we continue to talk about that, the better it is because he deserves it all. That's the show, though, for Werribee Kia today. Werribee Kia, if you want to drop down and see the team, the team of Werribee Kia will look after you, just like family. You can visit the dealership at Werribee Kia and you'll find the incredible EV6 GT with fantastic finance options available. You might even be able to buy the one they lent me for a couple of weeks. The EV6 GT is phenomenal. Breakneck speed uh, and just as good as a sedan to drive around if you're picking up the family or grandmother to take it to church. It's a ripper, uh, but you can also get it to go pretty quick. So if you're looking for a trade-in, Werribee Kia will also offer you top dollar and have 300-plus late-model used cars in stock. Werribee Kia, go and see the team. Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing, and be sure to check out that EV6 GT model available now. Worrybekia.com.au, LMCT114. Back tomorrow for Midday Matter. So please join me tomorrow. Can't wait for your calls. A couple of hours of your calls. Back tomorrow for Midday Matter. St. Dwayne's well.